When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, which of course did feature Andy Jacobs having his say on Thomas Tuchel's sacking. Uh, he very much enjoyed that, I'm sure. But if you didn't hear it, it's all on here with some crackpot stuff as well. Uh, we also spoke to a man called Tom Adams, his son Corey, is playing under 11s cricket, which is no big deal, but Corey's three, three <laughs> years old. So he is some player by the sound of it. We also spoke to a man who went on a football odyssey, having grown disillusioned with the game, took four jumpers and a, a football uh, around the world and, and enjoyed himself, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And uh, we discovered a photo from 1968. Oh, yeah, of Andy, but proving what a bad memory he's got. Uh, so didn't... here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And maybe we mm. should start with your notes from last night's game, which you probably would have done anyway, but, yeah. um, you know, it, it, which is probably why you're not particularly disappointed with this morning's news. I was coming off from a long run. You certainly yeah. were. So what? these are the notes. Andy sits there when he watches Chelsea, and all mm. football, with a book on his lap yeah. and makes notes. But when Chelsea play, the, the, the flames coming off the there, pen. There's quite a lot. I mean... <laughs> it started off with I'm sick of Tuchel every game it's a different team different tactics why are you playing Mount as a holding midfield that was the start it was right at the start right uh, I mean and then I had Chelsea play without energy sterile slow football they're not fit enough they, they, there's no confidence they need a new voice oh. and I basically felt that you know that if they didn't I, I thought the ownership would out of misplaced loyalty because he did a good job in the takeover that they'd hang on to him and I thought that's a mistake because right. the longer you hang on to him the worse it will get you know we've seen last night on the Chelsea website all the fans are going he's got to go when they get rid of him they're going why have they got rid of him it's a terrible decision you think it's not a terrible decision mm. it's absolutely the right decision saying earlier on and we've heard a lot of people today saying they can't understand it I think Andy Goldstein has been mm. uh, tweeting about it and he'll be telling you about that four o'clock in drive his take on it but when you watch a team and you support a team, there is often a performance or a run of performances or mm. results, and you know they're your team and you know and you sense that that moment has come and you clearly did this last night. This has been going on since uh, they beat Juventus 4-0, Chilwell got injured, and from that moment onwards, apart from the odd game or two against 
the better teams, which were the, oh, the but they were brilliant were. against Tottenham, weren't they? Yeah, the other but week. that's, I mean, you know, that's no good, is it? You can't be brilliant against Tottenham and terrible and all. They've lost four times already this season. I've written here, one of my mad earth notes is, I wouldn't wait to fire him. I'd have given him a parachute and pushed him out the plane over Germany. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is, yeah, that's rather. probably going a bit too far. I've isn't gone. It, really? uh, uh, I don't want ABV. I want ABT. Anyone but Tuchel. <laughs> <laughs> these are these notes. I mean, I had it funny in the list. The, the ravings list. of a madman. My short list was everybody beginning with P. It was Postacoglu, Poch, Potter and Patrick Vieira. Fra- um, Frank Skinner, and he used to have this mm. book going when he did fantasy football. And uh, Frank once said, if anybody ever got over your book, you'd be sectioned. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not wrong, is he? In front really? of Alan Jarrett, we were doing a f- Phoenix and I wanted to show him. He said, Andy, don't show him your book. You think you're mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely right. This season's a write-off unless we fire him now. That's another one I from last night. Yeah. This is Tuchel to a T. Chalabar and Aspilicueta. Chalabar plays well against Leicester and has dropped. Aspilicueta was pathetic against Southampton, but he picked him over Chalabar last night. That's the point. Yeah. He kept making bad decisions. There were important players, good players that you've kept, like um, uh, Asim Ziyech and also Pulisic, who are getting, getting sidelined. Mm. And they're better players than they're showing. So. I was starting to go quite mad, I've written. Peter Walton, what do you think about Tuchel? Well, on the one hand, he's been dealt a, a difficult hand, but on the other hand, he's useless. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring Peter Walton in here. That's right. Yeah. Honestly. It'd be great if you could do that in any walk of life. I think that's going to blow that plaster, John. It's another. No, I think it looks fine. I think that's going to blow. Let's bring Peter Walton in here. Well, on one hand, it could blow, but on the other hand, it, it might just dry out fine. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Here's another mad note. Chelsea could have Haaland and he wouldn't even get double figures. Yeah. It's true, though. Yeah. Don't create anything. So, you know. so look, um, we're, we're hearing um, on, on very good authority that uh, they're, they're, they're having a chat with Graham Potter today and mm. they are prepared to meet the buyout clause. I mean, the two runners and riders, <clears> really <throat> serious ones, are Maurizio Pochettino, which uh, myself and Danny mm. Kelly and you were um, messaging earlier mm. on, would upset us, much as like Conte going to Tottenham sure. uh, catches in your craw. But I- I'd be sad to see that happen. Um, would you favour either one of Potter or or Pochettino? Personally, I would. It's not my decision. I'd go with Poch because I think he's got experience of the Premier League. Not that Potter doesn't. Uh, I think Potter's a brilliant manager, but. The, there's a question mark over, you know, there's one thing managing Ostersons and, and Brighton as another thing. Man, I'm not saying he can't do it. No. I'm really hoping if they give him the job that he can. Mm. But there is a question mark. There has to be a question mark because yeah. he's never managed at that level. No. Whereas Poch, you know, he had to manage in that madhouse at PSG. Yeah. He's gone from one extreme to you the know, other. Which was, honestly, we were talk- you and I were talking about this last night. It was Watching Mbappe and yeah. Neymar is so amusing. Well, we've got Julian yeah, Lerano we'll later on. And it's there's the moment funny. that seems to tell you that, although he loves them, that PSG are never going to win the Champions League. Mm. Two up and coasting. Mbappe breaks. All he's got to do is score. Square it to Neymar, who's just basically they're waiting to tap it into an open goal, and he shoots. And you think, what's the point? <laughs> and then he <laughs> looks at it, and then Neymar gets the ball and does exactly the same yeah. thing. But I think again, with you know, when you've got a manager who doesn't know his best team, doesn't know his best system, you know that that's Tuchel, and then you know it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem there. You know, so there's been something about his demeanour mm. in the last couple of weeks. I mean, and and everybody has said, you know, there's been stuff going on in his personal life that isn't easy. Mm. This might come as a sort of blessed release to him. Yeah. He, he, Look, he, he kind of gave that know, vibe he, off, didn't let's he? Let's really? not let's not do the bloke down. No, you know, he came in won. and you know, and they won the Champions League, and he did brilliantly well. But you know. 
up to a point, and that, that point was last year, and it, they struggled through. And this season, it's just interesting thing is, and we'll, we'll talk about this with our guests. Reputationally, uh, he'll probably go off and get another absolutely plum job. Well, you yeah, would think probably, he'll yeah. walk into another plum job because yeah. look at his track record. Look at what he's won. Sure, absolutely, but and, and he's that proved does recently. tend to you know it does tend to end a bit like this, yeah. and so you know, looking at the team in this season, it looks like they don't know they don't believe in what they're being asked to do, and that's mm. always you know a big problem. But yesterday afternoon, I went to see a gala performance of Nureyev, the legend. Did you? And the legacy. Yeah, it's really good, actually. Where was this on? At the Theatre Royal Drury Lane. Oh, blimey. I, you know, I love the ballet. Oh, I'm you're a big it's, fan. I love the ballet. And in the evening, it was Ziek and Pulisic, legends in their own mind. <laughs> <laughs> Bit harsh. No, absolutely wasn't true. It, wasn't it uh, via Alan Hudson, the great Tony Waddington, one-time Stoke City manager, who called uh, football the working man's ballet? Well, Ethan's got a point. That's anyway, why I like ballet. Welcome to the South Bank show today. <laughs> did John Benson's film. We're backstage with Thomas Tuchel as he brings his one-man show to the West End. Oh, he speaks like that. Great Melvin Bragg. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Quite a few of you have thrown yourself right into uh, let's bring Peter Wharton in here to the point where Paul Brown said, I'm a window cleaner, and a customer's just said to me, looks like rain. And I've immediately said, let's bring Peter Wharton in here. <laughs> and I got the thousand-yard stare. So, <laughs> Paul in Newton Abbott there. Well, the clouds are looking quite laden, but on the other hand, yeah. it's still dry. That's true. You know, you don't want to stick your neck out too much. <laughs> um, yes, so Stephen mm. from Lisbon says, um, I'm about to go on the motorway low on diesel. Will I run out? Could we bring Peter Walton in here? <laughs> yeah. It'd be good it? for all your, all your needs <laughs> all on, your on needs. a daily basis. That would be absolutely yeah, perfect. That's good. Uh, anything else, Andy? I've got news you, uh, of Bobby Charlton's Bible. Oh, OK, yeah, it, it went under the hammer the other day, didn't it? Yeah, uh, it was only expected to fetch 800 quid, which I, I thought was quite a lot of money for mm. a Bible. Okay. Uh, but um, it actually went for £1,700. See? It had Form um, 9 inside the cover from his school in Ashington, Northumberland. That's great. It's a piece of... It's, if you're a... you know, But it's got nothing to do with football. It's not a football memorabilia, no, is it? It doesn't matter. Like you, know. you wouldn't put that in the National Football Museum, would you, Bobby Charlton's Bible? It might do. I don't would you? know. Yeah, it's, uh, if you have a Bobby Charlton... I might put it in the National Church Museum. If you, where's the National <laughs> no Church Museum? No such thing. If, but I might start what, one. Simon Church. If you had um, a... <laughs> If you had an exhibition, have a Bobby Charlton exhibition, which 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 you, oh, uh, they could well, that, easily do. That's that a could different be, thing. Yeah, the Bobby Charlton story. It's all part. Of that. I can mm. understand if I mean look at the Beatles stuff that gets collected, John mm. Lennon stuff that's collected was nothing to do with music, is it? It's just yeah, a little so. piece yeah. of them, you know, oh. a piece of your heroes. Anyway, nice. Fair enough. Really. What about his exercise books, for example? Well, I don't know if anybody's go well. got them. No idea. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, there was an interesting uh, story today, which I think we may get you going on this afternoon. Just to bring the details. You may have seen it uh, already today. It was a Rangers fan who went to a tribunal feeling that his support of Glasgow mm. Rangers had affected him. Uh, around a couple of contracts. The fact that the the people awarding uh, the work to him potentially w were fans of other clubs and discriminated against him because he was a Rangers fan and they were fans of rival clubs. Mm. Uh, the judge didn't agree. It's seen as a landmark ruling. 
uh, Judge Lucy Wiseman ruled that football fandom could not be protected under law in the same way, say, religion could. could. You could be discriminated against for your religious beliefs, but not Surely your it's football. It's not ruling that, isn't it? I mean, a judge obviously knows more than me, but discrimination is discrimination, isn't it? Yeah. If you discriminate against well, somebody because they're overweight or something like that, you know, isn't that the same thing as discriminating against them because of their football club? If you, you know? want me to get, I mean, the, 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 you know, the judgment, I had, I had a closer look no, at no, it. No, no, I'm not asking on. you to give the judgment. But the fear, yeah, yeah, I mean, I care. The judge ruled that being a football fan is merely a lifestyle choice. She's clearly not a football fan and mm. does not represent a belief as uh, as to a weighty and substantial aspect of life. In addition, she said... That's wrong, f- isn't it? She said <laughs> That's wrong. football That's fandom does wrong. not have larger consequences for humanity as a whole. The devotion of fans was not deemed to have the necessary level of... Uh, of seriousness, cohesion and importance to constitute a philosophical belief such as humanism, pacifism, atheism or veganism. All the isms. Um, The only common factor um, linking fans would be the fact they wanted their team to do well or win. So we just thought today, because we, we had a story many years ago, and I can't quite remember if it was an Arsenal police officer or a Tottenham one, but it was an old... It was a, sorry, it was a North London derby-affected decision <laughs> made by a police officer. I think, remember, was a Tottenham fan, but mm. let's say he was, but it could have easily been flipped the other way. Stopped some lads in a car. They were a bit leery, bit mouthy, but he just thought, mm, you know, I'll let it go, it's fine. And just as he was about to say, all right, I'll let it go this time, he saw a hint of the rival shirt on one of them and he thought no I'll nick him so uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes it is bad but sometimes <laughs> in life you you know you will let a football rivalry cloud your judgement yeah. uh, despite what the good uh, judges said so let's hear your stories um, if you're honest um, did you let football club rivalries cloud your judgement in a similar way to the story we've just outlined so do let us know talksport.com be honest talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J because it shouldn't really tell you anything about the person the fact they support mm. I mean we've got friends who support rival clubs doesn't mm. you know doesn't doesn't put us off of them, does it? Really? Yeah, I don't discriminate against the producer because he supports Torquay. Well, it, yeah, he's, he's already—he came in quite angrily and issued a hands-off Gary Johnson warning oh, no. to Andy. <laughs> well, I think he quite likes the idea of the twenty million buyout clause, but uh, he's apparently yeah. Gary Johnson is going nowhere. Andy, I'm so quite back fascinated. off. I'm always fascinated by this sort of thing. Like people are almost like horrified that a club would pay a release clause for a manager. Like, hmm. Well, they pay quite a lot for players, yeah. and the manager is quite important. Mm. So, basically, I'd say it's worth the money. It's going to be interesting to see where Aubameyang fits in all this under Potter, isn't it, really? Well, and The way know. that Potter likes to play. Well, we'll see. Yeah. All of them are up for grabs, aren't they, every position? But there's too many players that you've not been getting a game out of. You know, mm. Look at Conor Gallagher. Look how brilliant he was for Palace. Look, yeah. at him. look what he's been like at Chelsea. You know, he doesn't even yeah, look the same player. He's a kind of bit part player, and he's, he's obviously hadn't got the confidence of the manager. Yeah, he, played, he did get some starts, didn't he? Yeah. But, you know, he still looked well, he, yeah, but he felt he had, But he felt he had position. to go out there and try so hard, he picked yeah. up two yellow cards in well, five that's minutes. That's right, and then they picked him again, and it was a problem. He had to take him off, but he's playing because he's playing him in the wrong position. Yeah. So, you know, but we'll we'll see anyway. I, I, I'm surprised that he's surprised basically. Mm. Yeah, the, the word is that, that Thomas Tuchel apparently was very surprised when the call came earlier on today and, and tried to talk everybody around wanting a second chance to put it right, but... Well, you should have done that before, shouldn't you? That wasn't given to him. Anyway, Andy, anything else you want to talk about today? Yes. Um, Gareth Southgate has been consulting... He loves doing this, Gareth. Uh, coaches from other sports. Yes. He's, he's been well, I think consulting... A lot of coaches rug- do Rugby that. league coach Sean Wayne. Mm. Uh, and I hope he's, Sean's a fan of Ivan Tony. 
Yeah. <laughs> that might be the first thing he says I'm to I'm not me. sure that's a great idea. You know, football what, is working? A, mm, What, yeah. what, what harm can really, it do? They always... It doesn't really do any good. I never see much point to it. You know, football is quite a simple game. It's all about f- football, Brian, is what I'd say. But he's not going in there for football coaching. He's not, uh, can I use the term best practice? I shouldn't really. Yes. But he says he's looking at the way that another coach, an uh, elite coach, does his job. Well, if What's, you don't know how to do the job already, I don't know what you're doing, really. I'm not convinced what about What harm it. can it do? What good does it do? <laughs> See, there's your glass half full. Well, that's there's true. Your what glass good does it do? Well, it could do you know, some good if he I takes. Bet, I bet Pep Guardiola doesn't go to Sean Wayne asking what he does in rugby league or but the Sean, Spanish coach when, of rugby league. When Pep was out of football for a little while, he went on the road. He did some stuff and he spoke to other coaches. You know, you can always learn from mm. other people in other sports. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear me! Look, yeah. I, look, it, it, you know, it, it won't hurt. It won't help. As an old joke, well, that's very about true. Chicken soup it won't hurt, but it won't help. Yeah. The um, WSL starts this weekend. We're both going to games. You're going to Spurs on Saturday. I'm I am. Chelsea, yeah, West Ham, yeah, Spurs, really Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, and I've been reading about. If you want to feel old, read about the <laughs> nice coverage of the WSL. They've got uh, fair enough. They've got Kelly Smith and uh, alongside Caroline Barker and Karen Carney. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Broadcast 35 games live, fine. They'll have 360 degree coverage on TikTok. Wow. What does that mean? Uh, plus, degrees. launch a Snapchat show called The Dub. Yeah. No. Well, you're not the target audience, are you? Well, I'm, no, I'm not, obviously. Okay. But uh, that's what I said. If you, want to read, if you want to feel old, read about the coverage. So you could have met with Sean Wayne. He could have explained all that to you. Could have he, explained Sean Wayne. 360. Have you know what Sean Wayne does? Well, I'll ring him up now. Do you know what the dub is? Go on, ring him up now then. Oh, Mark Wilson will have his number. We'll get it off. Adrian might have it. We'll get it yeah, off. I, we'll I'm no right. fan of Jesse Marsh, but I do feel. <laughs> we try and get him on. That's a good idea. You can I, say, Win, what's the point of Gareth coming down? You have it out with Sean Wayne. He's a much bigger man than you. I'm 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 not particularly happy about these coaches getting red cards after terrible decisions. Right. And I, you um, think they have a right to be annoyed? But I mean, well, I do. But you know, Jesse March, you know, he was absolutely right. It was a penalty for Leeds. They should have seen it. They didn't review it. They didn't get it right. He goes absolutely mad because it's his job, you know. And then the, he gets a red card and a ban. You think. Well, hang on a minute. You know, if if the virus, if it's been absolutely shown that the mm. refs made a mistake, I think you can, you know, put him on a, at least a suspended red or something like that. You know, so well next time you do it, you get a ban. Make some allowance for this because it's pretty yeah. annoying. You know, they've got all the technology and they can't get it right. You can't blame the managers for going bonkers. Yeah. Um, good one from the court circular. So I love the language they use. Um, the Right Honourable Boris Johnson uh, MP had an audience with the Queen and uh, this morning tendered his resignation, mm. uh, which Her Majesty was graciously pleased to accept. Yeah. I bet she was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did slightly hang her out to dry at one point, didn't he? Graciously pleased to accept. Yeah. It's an odd thing, isn't it? Old way of putting it. Um, we asked you about the club lawyer was getting in the way off the back of that story that's saying football isn't religion, so you can't really be officially discriminated against because of your football club. As a gooner, I will not buy Beaver Town beer, says Neil in Oxford. That's mm. the thing with this, well, of course, uh, it, big sponsors of Tottenham. Uh, likewise, uh, Carl, the West Ham fans, petty I know, but I've never and will never drink Holston mm. pills. Carl, the West Ham fan. Uh, black cab driver with Birmingham City stickers in my cab, says Paul. Uh, some Villa lads hailed me, then refused to jump in. I can understand yeah. that. The greatest example, and we've, I've cited it before, but very quickly, uh, and it's Birmingham-related, uh, Autoglass, Villa fan, in his car, uh, windscreen <laughs> <That's> goes uh, <laughs> on the outskirts of Birmingham, just um, 
and his wife and kids are in the car, pouring the rain. It's, it's, obviously, the windscreen's broken, so the mm. water is flooding into the car, and uh, he, he phones his insurance company. They come out, the people come out to fix the windscreen villa fan, and it's Autoglass. And Autoglass, I think, were then with the Birmingham City sponsors. Mm. And he said, no, mate, you're going to have to send out another company. <laughs> they said, well, that could take an hour, hour and a half. You know, it's pouring the rain. You've got your wife and... I don't care. Send out another company. <laughs> Sat there. Incredible. So people do take it to extremes. So um, anyway, let us know. And it, maybe it was in a similar situation where you thought you were dis- discriminated against. It's not just products. Uh, do let us know. Well, look at this one. I once had a job working for a company delivering items around the Midlands. They bought a new fleet of vehicles in the gold colours of wolves, says Darren, the West Brom fan. I quit on the spot. <laughs> mad. mad. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Now, I don't know if you saw those pictures of Harry Styles in the papers this morning. And, yeah. uh, I, Rudy I, Voller, as he's now known. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, Hedgeduf, I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's a great strange story, that about him. It doesn't look like it. it does. I, I don't know. I've They've all denied it. There's no conclusive ever. Why would you do that? Well, I don't know. He does look at... He, he, to he use does football look parlance, it. he doesn't seem that type of lad, does he? Well, I don't know. I don't know the fella. No. But he, the shirt he was wearing, talk about fashion being cyclical. Yeah. He's got this... Light blue shirt on with a massive, yeah. even longer than Harry Hill collar. Very pointy collars. Yeah. I had a shirt like that. Did you really? Yeah. And uh, that was the shirt I was wearing the night I met Alan Freeman. <laughs> it was in the Jewish Chronicle, but I couldn't have. I, I've researched, I've tried to find the photo. Alan Freeman, and legendary like me, broadcaster. I was wearing dark sunglasses because yeah. I never used to like wearing my glasses because I never thought I'd be able to sort of meet anybody. Wearing those, yeah, didn't think it was very attractive. Really? Okay. So I wore dark what a glasses. Great shame. Ridiculous, actually, in this big collar. Yeah. And honestly, Harry looks exactly like me. Does Except he? slightly better looking. Yeah, him. yeah. I'll give him. You that. say slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gilmore must be cursing his luck. Is one of the Talksport listeners. Yeah, it's true. Those players have actually let yeah, go. And Colwell as well. But yeah, players have actually sold, as opposed to those that can't mm. come back. That is a bit. Oh, of that's a, true, really. It's yeah. a bit of a blow. Even worse if Tuchel gets well, the Brighton job. Especially as he's gone to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone to. They do. I tend not to do swapsies in the no, world they, of, they uh, tend not of Premier League football, do they? Yeah. yeah. Very, very true. And uh, honestly, some people really... Uh, some people is, really... Is, is, could be, you could be introing anything, you? this. John Larkman has written to The Sun. Oh, he yeah. says, I'm fed up with reading about celebs getting off scot-free. The latest is golfer Tiger Woods. Please have evidence he was driving at 84 miles an hour in a 45-mile zone when he lost control of his vehicle and rolled mm. it. Yet they're not charging him. Yeah, he nearly died and he nearly lost his leg. I mean, what more do you want, really? Yeah, all right, give him a speeding ticket. But I think he suffered enough. It's not oh. like he sort of got off, is it? Like, he was perfectly all right and then that was it. Some people. Um, I was quite a fan of Adele's, says Patrick, the, sorry, Mark the Gooner, uh, until I realised she was from Tottenham and a Tottenham fan. Absolutely, no doubt in her talent, but I cannot bring myself to listen to any of her music now. Oh, really? Pathetic, I know. Well, look, we all know it's wrong. Oh, really? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I think this times it all of our lives. So mm. much as we love football, things happen in it that makes us fall out of love with it. But we just, most of us just suck it up. But in uh, the case of our next guest, he decided to use it as a springboard for a, a, an odyssey, a global kickabout. He took off with a backpack, a football, and four jumpers for goalposts. Brilliant. To see if he could uh, kind of get in touch with a beautiful game mm. once again. His name is Steve McCluskey, and he joins us now. Hello, Steve. Hey, hey, chaps. Okay. Yeah, yes, we're thanks, good, Steve. Steve. So, I mean, I mean, look, as I said, most of us just think, oh, well, you know, one of those things. But you decided to do something about it. What made you fall out of love with football? Uh, well, I've been passionate about footy all my life. Um, you know, I was brought up with it. It's in, it's in the blood. Um, my brother was a professional there at Rochdale years ago. Uh, and, yeah, um, I just, just... The commercialism in the game, the... You know, the price of replica shirts, the people, you know, young footballers earning ridiculous amounts of money, or, you know, whilst a lot of fans were struggling. Um, and the the way fans were overlooked when when it came to setting, you know, these new ridiculous kickoff times, mm. you know, Sunday lunchtimes, Friday nights, you know, not really thinking about these fans that have been travelling home and away for years. They weren't even in the conversation. So I could, I could go on and on and on, but um, but I won't. But also um, off you so, went. You just, I mean, you, I mean, you went to some pretty far flung places, and, and and so that was it. You would just set up, throw the jumpers down, so anybody fancy a kick about. And how long would it normally take to get a game going? Oh, the minutes, minutes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was. Um, I kind of just just had the. Like say a rucksack with a ball and four jumpers, and found a space in in a street, or had a game on a roof in India, a bandstand in Zurich, um, <laughs> beaches, beaches here, there, and everywhere. It was. Um, I think the only place I got moved on from was York, York Minster. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a bit ratty with me there, but um, um, but but everywhere else, so literally two or three minutes. And the great thing about it was that. Um, people played who'd never played the game before and stuck around afterwards and we'd go for a coffee and it was a nice way to get into kind of the culture of uh, of the place very, very quickly, you know. Are you a handy player? I used to be. I used to play semi-pro for uh, the Baker Berra. Wow. I used to get a fiver a match. Yeah. <laughs> They put it in a brown envelope for me, though. So, yeah. <laughs> see, that's everything that's wrong yeah, with the game. Corruption. Yeah. <laughs> but you did go to some. I mean, you even you played. Uh, you played lots of different. You were out in Cambodia, playing in yeah. Colombia, Medellin. I just I'm looking at pictures of you having a kick about outside the Brandenburg Gate. I'm surprised you didn't get moved on there. But but it's all yeah. di- all sorts of different games in different climates and different conditions. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um... 
it was it was just I, I really didn't know what to expect to be honest. There was no real plan to it. Um, it was just 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 try it, see what happens. Um, and the, the reaction was just just phenomenal, really. Um, I think the hardest place to get a game going was down in the the Bible Belt in um, South Carolina. Um, mm. But I did turn up on a Sunday just after church, so oh, <laughs> I didn't okay. earn it really. Yeah. But um, I think in most places, people just saw were curious, and I, t- I took along kind of signs in the different languages as well, so I didn't look like the weirdo in the park. Mm. Um, uh, you know, to explain why I was there. And then it, it didn't take long at all for, for people to play. Wow, um, I mean, some of the temperatures were ridiculous, though. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, it's hard to dispute what you said about when you were disillusioned, but I guarantee that yeah. when you went around the world, people just wanted to talk about the Premier League. And it's kind of the other side of the coin of what you were talking about. You know, yes, the kickoff times and all that, but the money that that provides has built the league and has built the thing that people love around the world. It's a difficult one. It is a difficult one, and yeah, um, you get to see some of the you know the finest players in the world through the through the screens. I, I just think there could have been more could have been done uh, for the fans in this country, uh, you know, where the, where this emanates. Um, I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan, and we've just brought out a new shirt, and it's a hundred quid, and we're in a cost of living crisis. Hmm. You know, things like that really great. Um, uh, I don't, you know, they could they could probably sell it for half of the price and yeah. and still make a massive profit. And I think it's that side of things. It really is quite it's quite an ugly side of football, you know. And you brought back a lot of great memories and, and, and lots of great yeah. friends you made around the world. And a fiance, I see, Steve. Yeah, oh, that's good as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah brilliant. <laughs> Where was that? Where did you meet? Um, we met in Medellin in mm. uh, in Colombia. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, get married next year. Yeah. Right, what, what position was she playing in? Was she a handy <laughs> right? Did she have the kickabout or not? <laughs> she def- she's definitely the captain, let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> so this is all we can follow all your travels on. It's you, you put this on a blog, didn't you, Steve? Is that right? Yeah, it's on a blog. Uh, jump to... Yeah, t- let is. us know where we can find it, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, www.atw80g.com. Okay, and uh, it's you you're around the world in 80 games, basically, that's yeah. four. So uh, you can read uh, Steve's... Uh, the scores there, match reports and scores, or, or oh, did you no, not the bother? Match reports, the scores are on there, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing the book as well. The book's nearly finished. I've just got to write up the last game. Right. Uh, that's going to be called Around the World in 80 Games. Um, so there's little bits on the blog, but to be honest with you, at the end of this story, it's been more about the people that I've met than, than the football. Sure. You know, so uh, yeah, it's been great. What an experience. Well, look, come and see us when the book's out, Steve. Okay, Brill, thanks yeah, very lo- much. Lovely yeah, to talk to you. Mm. To talk to you both. I mean, you, you're the best thing on the radio by far. Oh, God Thank bless you. you. you so, he says that Not me, says but you. That, no, he, <laughs> yeah. he, says that every, he says that says that to every show he's on. Uh, cheers, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> All the best. Thanks a lot. Cheers, fellas. Thank you. There we are, Steve McCluskey, who uh, around the world in 80 yeah. games. Do you want to go and check out the blog? And, uh, yeah, we'll get him on when his book's out and have a dig a bit deeper into his adventures. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A name for you to remember. Corey Adams. Yeah. Currently only three. (laughs) So young. But a pretty tidy cricketer already. I know it's hard to believe, Mm. but it's turned out in some under-11 games and has done quite well, taken wickets and made runs. Um, Probably a bit early for... uh, Corey to make media appearances, but we're very pleased to say <laughs> his dad Tom joins us now. Good afternoon, Tom. Afternoon, lads. How are we doing? Yeah, Good. this we? is such a lovely story. It's made most of the papers today, hasn't it? 
Yeah, the phone's been going absolutely crazy all day. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, yeah. Really nice story. Well, I take it, Cor- Corey's there. I mean, as we, as I take it, Tim. Yeah, we, yeah. Hi, Corey. Now he's shy. He's going a bit shy. Yeah, okay. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll obviously have, uh, you yeah. know, media training yeah. as time goes but, on. You know, we, we've all seen pictures of young David Gower or a young Maradona in football. You know, all these great stars do show that. Uh, they're very, very tiger. Yeah. Good example. Yeah. Their very earliest times, they do show that they've got something about them in terms of playing the game. Yeah, everywhere he comes with us, he just gets plaudits from uh, opposing players and clubs where we go because he's just out there. He gets padded up. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does his stuff, and uh, yeah, everyone's uh, quite shocked with uh, the talent he has. So I take you play yourself, Tom. Yeah, is that how he got into it? Watching, watching yeah. you play. Yeah, I started a, a little club up in my own village in 2018. Corey mm. wasn't even born then, um, and then the following season, uh, he was born in the November of that year. The following season, he uh, he came along as a baby, and has done for the last five years, and just yeah, just plays weekly uh, during the cricket season plays with everyone and just yeah that's just how he's picked up the game really i love the idea that he you know he can't wait to get his pads on first thing in the morning i've got a five-year-old uh, cricket mad grandson as well and he, he you know I, I sent my son this thing and i said show it to to the boy and he said i can't because he'll want to play for under 11s as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when did you think yeah. tom wow he's got a bit about him how old was he when he, he you know he, he you thought wow okay this is impressive 18 18 months really he was um he was bowling over arm um <laughs> and then he yeah with the bat really it was from uh about two two and a half he was uh like starting to play shots and uh yeah he's got a lovely forward defensive shot something i could only dream of yeah we saw um, he's, got, he's got a lovely stance but it's quite old-fashioned it's a yeah. two-eyed stance it's yeah. quite crouchy it's it's quite it's quite interesting because it stances yeah, are different now they want them to play like baseball players but i, I like got his an old stance. bradman book in the cupboard yeah. at home or something <laughs> on the back stance is what he has um yeah and that's that's not being taught that's just completely natural that comes to him and his bowling action as yeah. well looks really that impressive. Looks very we've, we've, good. Yeah. We've seen the pictures. It's, it's amazing. That I mean, did that take a lot of coaching, so, Tom, or is it just sort of innate? No, really? And natural uh, watching other other people. So he, he was just like walking in. Up until this season, he was just like walking in and uh, bowling over arm. Uh, now he's introduced a bit of a run up, and uh, <laughs> that again just by watching other people. Um, <laughs> he he's, yeah, he just he's just come naturally. Um, and that's just improved his bowling action no end. Uh, and yeah, he's he's just bowling really well. And uh, yeah, you, you, you got him a bowling machine, I gather. <laughs> so you, yeah, you are encouraging, which is uh, good. At Christmas this year, we got him a little. They're called uh, feed buddies. They just pop the ball up. Uh, a good little training aid for kids. Um, but yeah, he just had it in our hallway. Um, just uh, crash bang wallet smashing there. Smashing the ball in the hallway. So how has he played with the under-11s then? How did that come about? So that was just... So we took an under-11 side down to a local club, uh, Lydney. Um, they was just playing. Uh, we fielded first. Corey was just on the sidelines with me. Uh, come to bat in, and then that age, they play in pairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got to the end, and we was uh, one short on a, on a pair. Um, so everyone's... Corey was there padded up playing like he normally does. And someone said, oh, why didn't you send Corey out? So I went and had a chat with uh, the uh, opposing coach. Um, and he said, yeah, of course he can come out. And then out he went. 
in all his kit. And uh, yeah, they were bowling at him and everyone was just shocked at how well he was doing. Well, the ball about. It's, it is brilliant. Yeah. What about other sports? Does he show aptitude for other sports or is it just cricket? No, cricket, uh, one sport only. Um, he'll have a kicker out uh, about with his um, cousins. Yeah. Uh, Footy, but no, it's cricket and cricket only, really. Well, if the hand eye's that good, <clears throat> you imagine you put a tennis racket in his hand or whatever, it'll it'll be much nah, the nah, same. Keep him on cricket. Yeah, we need. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do need the players. That's true. Yeah. And, and is he a fan of watching cricket on TV? So yes, uh, this uh, the last few months he's um, actually like taken an interest in that. We went down to a, a Welsh fire game um, down at Cardiff, uh, and he. Absolutely love that. We had a great day down there. Mm. Shame about the um, season they had. Difficult season for them, um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's starting to come about now. Um, and yeah, watching England games on the telly and things like that, he's uh, he is starting to get keen. It's an interesting one when you've got a kid that's sort of naturally brilliant and like this. You, you know, the, the coaching that they need is is to kind of encourage them rather than coach it, it out of them. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? You must have a bit of a, not a concern, but, you know, you, you'll be careful about how you, you introduce him to coaching, yeah. I'd imagine. So, yeah, we're, at the minute, we're just letting do his thing. He's, he's mm. doing all the right things, mm. um, yeah, without being coached. Um, so... You don't want to put them off. He could be completely bored of it by the time he's five or six. Yes, yeah, um, but hopefully not. So we're just, yeah, just trying to let him enjoy his his cricket and just improve naturally, really. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic. Well, what a story. Well, as we said, we told the listeners remember the name. We hope. He, well, the most important mm. thing is we hope he keeps enjoying it and playing it for oh, fun. Yeah, you course. know, because ultimately that's how he'll get better and better. But uh, well, look, give him our brilliant. best, and uh, we'll we'll listen out for him in the future. Thanks very much, Tom. Lovely. Hopefully a name of the future, like you say. Yeah, indeed. You, All the best. Tom Adams there, father of three-year-old Corey Adams. And you, you won't believe the pictures when you look at his mm. stance and everything. You don't want to start coaching out of him, do you? Really? I mean, when I'm about 19, he's making his debut for England. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. I remember him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You were saying yeah. earlier on about the picture taken in yeah. the youth club with Alan Freeman. Well, once again, your memory... Has, uh, has, has, has been an issue for you because yeah. uh, it wasn't Alan Freeman you were photographing. Who was it with? It was David Frost. Was it? TV personality David Frost signs autographs during a lightning visit he paid to the East Finchley Jewish Youth Club last week. He had previously been voted Personality of the Year by the club members. And standing in the background looking like he's the bass player in a rock band, <laughs> wearing his dark glasses, is Andy Jacobs. It, there it is. It's on the, we'll put it on the TalkSport um, Twitter feed at TSH&J. So uh, that is oh you. Can you goodness. confirm that's that you? Is me. <laughs> <laughs> It cost the producer £2.50 to... I mean, he should have really been concentrating on the show, but he's made it his life's work. £2.50 to unearth this, this whole picture. I can't write a book, because it, I just... The facts. Yeah, the facts. Well, that would be... That would it was, be I was kind very, of right, but I was wrong. Yes, it was David Frost. You know, you've got no memory of meeting David Frost, no? 
No, I don't okay, know if I said to him, hello, good evening. <laughs> well, I'm sure you did. But we will put the picture out of, uh, yeah. of uh, Andy Jacobs indoors in sunglasses. Never a great look. Probably wasn't in 1968. But, uh, yeah, if you go and check out at TSH in J very shortly, we will put it up there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We'll do it all again on uh, Monday. Uh, no, we won't. We'll do it all again uh, tomorrow with Charlie <laughs> and with Andy again on the birthday spread. I forgot what day it is. It's been a long day. Yeah, and Monday. And Monday. We'll do it all again on Monday, you know, God willing. Anyway, um, we'll catch up with you tomorrow from You'll one. you listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.